Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Martinis and Magic. In this episode, we're going to be going through chapters 15 through 21 of Crescent City, A House of Earth and Blood. Before we get started, I want to let you know what, you, what we're drinking. We're drinking Nielsen Pinot Noir. It's not from Wink. I think oh, you can get not. it probably at any local grocery store. Oh, no, it's wow. not. I'm cheating on them. Wow, that's a little rude. I know. It's um, good though. Actually, I haven't, haven't even tried, tried a sip yet. I haven't tried it yet either. I just <laughs> It's my turn. We were drinking from a wink bottle before this. We had one from my wink that was called Cho Me, and that was pretty good. Cho Me? Yeah. C-H-O-M-M-I-E. How would you say that? I don't know. Cha Me? Cha Me? Cha Me? Cha Me. Okay. So we're going to be alternating our chapters this time. I'm going to start off with 15. Um, okay, so this chapter picks up and we're in Bryce's POV. And it's her and Srinks hanging out at her apartment, just watching some TV. Um, it gives us a little description of what Srinks looks like. Slightly bigger than a terrier, which I picture Srinks bigger in my head. Like... Do you think she's thinking, or like a Boston Terrier, or like a little small dog, or like some Terriers are bigger? I don't like the wine. I just tried it. Um, oh, okay. I picture like a bigger version of a French Bulldog, like one of the bigger French Bulldogs, wearing like a lion's mane Well, costume. I like the wine. I don't know why. I, don't. Hmm. I think since we just ate ice cream, it tastes Oh, nice. yeah. Casey just made me eat a mochi for the first Her time. Her first time. It's so it good. It was good. I liked it. I was hesitant at first, it's but so I liked good. it. Um, okay. So, anyways, Srinks is pawing at the glass. All this other stuff. Bryce tells him to stop. And then we find out that Hunt is over there. Like, he's on another rooftop across from her like watching Bryce because he's assigned to be her like detail um I loved this like interaction of like Bryce or Hunt calling her because mm -hmm. like she like shut the blinds and he was like open those back up I was into the show and I just I love their like banter back and forth before they kind of admit that they're madly in love I do too I feel like even when they're together they still have really good banter banter yeah um question so when he's outside does he sleep outside yeah, that's why in one of the earlier chapters, Isaiah was like, oh, like, and Hunt was like, oh, I've slept in worse conditions before. Okay. That yeah, sucks. he's like, sleeps on the rooftop. Um, we also find out that Fury, like, contacted Juniper and told Juniper about Briggs's um, innocence, mm -hmm. um, and Bryce was, like, kind of a little butthurt over that. that yeah, like, I would be too. That's so annoying. Fury couldn't even tell Bryce herself. She told Juniper, and then right. Juniper didn't even call her face to face. She just sent her a text. Like, again, I, I think we talked about this in our episode with Libby. Like, the fact that their friendship was so easy to like disintegrate over Danica's death. Like, that's just really shitty. Like, I would say maybe it's Fury's way of protecting her, but since we've already read book two, that's not. Yeah, exactly. So it still just doesn't make sense. It's still just. I mean, hopefully in book three, we'll get more detail. I have, like, mochi all over my sweater. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll get, like, more detail as to why there was, but I doubt we will. Um, so we just get some more banter of them back and forth. Um, Hunt asks her what kind of, like, pet that is. He's, she's like, it's a chimera. It looks expensive. This is when Hunt still is, like, picturing or, like, 
still thinks of Bryce as like this like rich party girl that like only cares about her looks. And but I love how he calls her sweetheart. Okay, I had that down in my notes. Like that, I think that might be the first time that like he uses that term to her. But he was like, so I hate to tell you this, sweetheart, but we're about to get oh. real up close and personal. <laughs> I love it. It remind, It's because it reminds me of Castile calling Poppy princess. Oh, before, like, mm-hmm. spoiler warning, before um, Poppy actually becomes the princess. Right. And just, like, because she hates it and, like, but, yep. oh, it's mm-hmm. so cute. I love that. Um, so we get some more of them bantering and whatnot. I love this part to where, like, what does she do? I think she, um, she, like, texts him and she's, like, kindly fly the fuck off. And then, like, she hears, like, a pounding at her window. And I just love this visual of Hunt just, like, flapping his wings outside her window. Like, that is so funny to me. I picture him, like, tiptoeing on the skinniest little, like, ledge. Oh, see, I picture him, like, just, like flapping in place oh you think he's just flying yeah oh i pictured him standing on like this no i just picture him like flapping in place and he's like don't make this hard it's hard for me to picture like stuff like that because it's not like real yeah like i've obviously never seen that in person (laughs) (laughs) i would hope (laughs) so (laughs) that's just like hard for me to picture yeah i mean i feel like I probably watch more, like, fantasy shows than you, and I feel yeah. like I can see that. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I picture. Um, so then we get their banter, yada yada some more. Um, they're continuing just bantering. And then it switches to Hunt's POV, which I still kind of hate how it switches mid-chapter. That kind of confuses me. Um, wait, where did my notes go? Okay. Okay, so we switch back to Hunt's POV, and then it's like, so that was the night, and then this is now the morning, and Bryce had went for a run, and now she's getting her nails done, and Hunt is waiting outside, and he calls Isaiah, and we find out that last night, Srinks had, you find out that Srinks is able to, like, teleport, basically, Mm -hmm. and Srinks teleported, bit Hunt in the ass, (laughs) And then Bryce, like, opened the window to watching him, like, pinch his own ass, basically. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. But we really just get Hunt talking on the phone with Isaiah. There's really not much super important in this. Do you have anything? No, but it is just funny because Hunt's, like, (laughs) thought process of him watching Bryce get her nails done is just so funny. Yeah. And he's like, you're putting on another coat of polish? Like, how many did she need? (laughs) And it's her just thinking she's this, like, drunk, stuck-up princess who only cares about her looks. But it is just, like, I don't know, funny because Bryce clearly knows that he's watching her just, like, taking her time, Mm -hmm. like, blowing her nails, chatting the lady. And doesn't he say something about, like, Bryce got up and hugged her nail lady. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He does say that. He's like... And it's just so funny because, like, I mean, people who do your nails or your hair, like, they're, like, basically strangers, but they know everything about your life. My hairstylist (laughs) literally knows, like, my deepest fears. Like, she knows everything about me. It's so funny. Like... But I feel like that's what Bryce is, like, doing. And oh, 100%. He's just we, watching me, yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And that this is, like, still when, like, Bryce, like, allows Wait, him to like, think. It says fucking hugged her like she was some sort of god's damned war here over the job she's <laughs> So funny. Um, 
So, yep. And then it switches back to Bryce's POV. Um, she's now at work talking to Lehaba. Um, we get information about how, like, fire sprites are now slaves because they aided the angels in the, like, rebellion. So all of their, like, ancestors and ancestors' ancestors are now permanently slaves, which I think that is just super sad. Like... That would be like you getting punished for something. You're like great, 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 great grandmother dead. Because like that's literally what it is. It's yeah. 200 years ago. Like the whole species is now yeah. just Yeah. So fucked up. Um, okay, and then there was something that I said I wanted to read the description of. What? Oh, okay. So this is about the like area that um, Lehaba, um Monitors. It says bookshelves lined every wall, interrupted only by a dozen or so small tanks and teraniums, occupied by all manner of small common animals, lizards and snakes and turtles and various rodents. Bryce often wondered if they were all people who pissed off Jessica. I think they are. I know that's why I highlighted it because like you brought that up when we were like having a read-in or something, or maybe in a podcast episode, that like all those people like Jessica's like turned into like she's actually like hiding them and yeah. keeping them safe. They might be, like, high-ranking or, like, very important, like, people of the rebellion or something. Yeah, I think so, too. But then we get this cute little thing where Lele names them all, like, Nutmeg and Ginger. And I thought that was <laughs> She's so, so cute. She's, seriously, I, her character development in this book is <sighs> so good. Like, like, even in the beginning of this when it switches to Bryce's... Lele goes, I don't see why you can't let the angel in. He's so handsome. I know. <laughs> She's so cute. He's just sitting on the roof in the dreary weather. Let him rest on the couch down here. Like, I feel like I could even picture her voice, like this high pitch. Like, same. Oh, baby. Same, same, same. <laughs> oh, She's so stinking cute. <laughs> um, and then we get this little information about how, like, Bryce, like, bought drinks from Jessica. And she, like, doesn't want to buy, or, like, is afraid of buying Lele that Jessica might, like, give her away. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also have this part to where it's on the last um, page of the chapter, 180, and it was, like, Jessica said no instead bought a pet Kelpie, which... Jessica said no to what? Okay, that's not what I want to talk about. Aren't, <laughs> <laughs> aren't Kelpies what attacks Nesta and Silver Flames? When she goes to get the mask, isn't it a Kelpie which, like, drags her under and almost remember. kills her? I think it is. Should we look it up? I just bought the Kindle version of it, so let me look. Oh, yeah, just look up. Kelpie. The Kindle version's so nice, yeah, because yeah. you can look up words. Um, but that was the end of my chapter. That would be so interesting if so. Because, like, another... Cause maybe that's another portal or something. That's what I was thinking, is that, like, we know that, like, they, these theory have, like taken species or whatever right right um oh i don't think i'm on your wi-fi oh no 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 okay yeah it is a kelpie wow yeah okay so they're mentioned so many times since though yeah. that we are new to fantasy a lot of things that we think are connections i don't know if that is just names for fantasy species oh okay and maybe we just don't know right because like in this book they said ascend with a capital a like she's obviously not being like do you mean ascend as in like from from blood and yeah ash? but it was capitalized so like i don't know if there's just words in fantasy or species that names. we're still picking up on yeah it could easily be 
But if not, then... If not, then that is a really interesting point. Yeah, to maybe... Well, I can't believe you remember that. I seriously don't remember so much as Silver Flames. Well, I it was so just finished my, like, second reread. When? Like, last week. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even understand. I don't understand how you're reading, like, five different books and doing ten rereads at the same time. I mean, like... I'm seeing my butt watching Selling Tampa. <laughs> I like TV like just doesn't do it for me anymore I really like reality TV and just okay so this is why I kind of want to get I don't love audiobooks but I kind of needed to get it because my eyes just like I haven't read this whole week yeah. and I've had downtime but I've just been too exhausted like my eyes hurt see that's why I do rereads because I'm like I can but like, you still have to read not really you can just like you scan. keep your eyes open I mean I'll like read and think like I I'm watching Selling Tampa and they're like, the only thing going through my head is, oh, I like her shoes. Her <laughs> eyelashes don't look good. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll just play our podcast episodes back. Oh, me too. And We're to responsible for half the listening. Yeah, hands down. Okay, so now on to me, chapter oh, 16. You got... I got Rune. Rune. So jealous. If you follow us on TikTok, I made a TikTok about, like, Rune's aesthetic and whoo, baby. It's good. We love us some room. Um, so he's smoking mirth root, which is like the equivalent of weed, but is yeah. super high. Listening to music, and then Bryce shows up in his room and wants to talk to him. And I just wanted to point out Bryce's outfit since I love them. But it says she was wearing like skin tight jeans and a cream colored sweater. Very calm for her. I know it is. He mentioned that, but he was like, the jeans were like painted on. They were so A tight. scent of lilac and nutmeg filled the room, is how he describes her. I know, and that's how Hunt, I think, describes her. Really? Smell too. Oh. Which it was a little weird. So when you're reading that, Rune at first was thinking some like random girl was in his room, like wanting to fuck, and it's it was his sister. <laughs> at least, oh. He was in no shape for fucking right now. Yeah, like, ew. <laughs> um. And so... So, wait, do you think that, like, all females smell that way? No. Oh. He I just, just think he realized it was a female scent. Oh, okay. Um, and so, Bryce is like, we need to go get you a cup of water because you're in no state to talk right now. And I just thought it was funny to mention, like, the star sword was just chucked on top of a pile of clothes he had. <laughs> like, his room just sounds like an absolute mess. Um, but I wanted to point out, so... We know that Bryce is, like, the starborn. She has, like, more of the power. Right, yeah. she has more of the power, and it says, when she's standing there talking to him, it says, the sword glimmered with starlight, too. He could have sworn the damn thing was singing. Mm. And I think it was because it was in the presence of Bryce. Yeah, 100%. And it's before she made the drops. So that just, like, is a little bit of foreshadowing, I thought. And how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, they're going downstairs to get water, and we get introduced... Is this our first time meeting them? I thought it was the first time meeting Flynn because it, or at least background on who he is. Yeah. Because we get introduced to Tristan Flynn, son of Lord Hawthorne. And I just want to point out that Flynn is supposed to be like super hot. Like he's a huge playboy. Which I haven't, I'm able to find fan art of Deck and I can't find any of Flynn. So I went back to read this paragraph, and they didn't really say what he looks like. Where Deck they described with like dark red hair, mm. and I couldn't figure out what color hair Flynn had. Flynn. Flynn. <laughs> Flynn had, but it said charming as hell and lethal as fuck. 
Like, what a description. Mm. I like it. I love Flynn. I, I really like Flynn. Um, and so, and then Declan is also there. And I don't know, was this the first time we found out that Declan was gay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. he is, like, flirting with another guy, and it says that Deck has dark red hair. So, some descriptions right there. And we learn that Declan is, like, a tech whiz. So, mm-hmm. he has found that he has, like, this ability to hack into, like, different websites, like, hacking into different email addresses, which comes in handy later. Um, do, do, do. Okay, so through this paragraph, they're talking about how, like, Tristan, which is Flynn, Deck I always and forget that's his name. I always think Flynn's his first name. I think it is, too. And I think it's his first name because, have you watched the movie Tangled? No. So the guy, or, like, the love interest in mm-hmm. Tangled is Flynn Ryder. So uh, Flynn sounds like a normal first name. Yeah. Um... And so it talks about how they're so close because they all went through their ordeal together. And I was a little confused because it describes the ordeal as the ordeal itself varied depending on the person. For some, it might be as simple as overcoming an illness or a bit of personal strife. For others, it might be slaying a worm or a demon. The greater the fae, the greater the ordeal. So I think for them, theirs was all like... Is it something planned, though? No. Like, you know how, like, at the end of it, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, Flint's like, this is her ordeal when Bryce was, like, battling Micah. I think it's just, like, you overcoming all odds against you. Is it just their word for, like, overcoming something? I don't know. I'm just, like, confused. Or is it, like, a sign that, like, this is your age of... Not the coming. What do people call it? I'm only thinking of From Blood and Ash, the culling. Right. Um, yeah, is it something like that? I think so. That's like they're like coming into their powers. Coming of age. Coming of age. Yeah. Like moment. Yeah. Okay, so we learned that all three of them went through runes ordeals, and he had learned to wield his shadows from his hateful cousins in Avalon, and through this process, he entered a place called the Cave of Princes and emerged with the Star Sword and saved all of them who was yeah. with him. Um. And then he made the drop after that. Um, I like how Bryce is talking to them, and she's like, you two dickbags have the biggest mouth in town. <laughs> Flynn winked, I thought you liked my mouth. Oh, God, Ugh. his lines are so I would good. love him to say that to me. I'd be like, yeah, I do. Also, I got excited in this chapter because I thought it was the place where they say why Flynn has, like, a big mouth. Oh, uh, I think that's in the second book. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah, because we get to know Flynn and Dex so much more yes. in the second book. We... I think of them as like the bad boys. Yes, me too. I yes, really, I love really their, like, like them. They're not all like like they're not blood brothers, but like they've just formed their own family because their individual families sound like they suck. I wonder if we'll eventually get their POVs. We get Flint. We get. I think we've gotten them once. Okay. Or maybe no, we've gotten Ethan's. I don't know. We've definitely gotten Ethan's. Yeah. I don't know if we get theirs. We learn a lot about Flynn because Bryce goes to a dinner with Cormac to his house at Lord Hawthorne's. What? Yeah. Oh, it was a bonus chapter. That was the bonus chapter. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I was so. Wait, it had to have been, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about. Because I was so fucking done. With the end of Sky and Breath, that like I refuse to read the bonus chapters. I've like now. We should like, an episode on just bonus chapters of all that. Akatar and oh, then all yeah. Crescent City. We should. 
That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so one of the bonus chapters in Crescent City 2, Bryce takes Cormac to, I just pulled out the biggest wad of <laughs> earwax ever. Something's wrong with my ears, and I don't know if it, I'm going to wipe it on the carpet. It's your carpet. I don't know if it's because I'm listening with headphones too loud, but my earwax is out of control. Do you, was it you that I was telling you that I was like, I really smell like ears, and you didn't believe me? Oh, yeah, but that's from your earrings. You saying my earrings smell? No, just like, like have you ever smelled earrings. the back of your earrings? Like, it's gross. And maybe that's what, like... But I, but I don't think the hole in your ear smells. I think it does. I don't think so. I mean, I can't smell my own ear hole. <laughs> but I bet it's just your ear lobe. Uh, maybe. Um, Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a health podcast, too. <laughs> For those of you who have a lot of earwax or smelly ears, you know Please what we're talking follow about. follow us. <laughs> Um, okay, so blah blah blah, chapter eighty-seven ordeal. Okay, it's been Bryce talking. And so like, the reason that Bryce wants to talk to Rune is because she wants to learn about the Viper Queen. Right. And Rune is basically, "Are you fucking the nuts?" Queen. Yeah. Like why? <laughs> ew. <gasps> ew. Never. Ew. <laughs> I hate that. That's how I've abbreviated her in my notes. The Bee Queen. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds like. Weef and vaginas <laughs> and just gross. Ew. Um, okay, so she wants to learn about the Viper Queen, and basically we get that people should yeah. stay away from the Viper Queen. She's crazy. And I thought it was important to point out that Rune asked her if she knows anything about Luna's horn because we had learned in, like, a previous chapter that the Autumn King is looking for it. And so the horn, again, is coming back up as a sign of importance. And then, so Bryce basically heads out and they follow her and find out that her guard or protector right now is the Umbra Mortis. And I just wanted to read this paragraph to just uh, ruin my goodness, point out how strong he is. So he sees the Umbra Mortis and he's pissed and like goes across the street towards him. And it says that Rune cleared the porch and front lawn and stepped into the street, holding out a hand to the car that skidded to a screeching halt. His hand hit the hood, fingers curving, mental dented beneath it. Ugh. And so that reminds me, you know in the first Twilight book and movie where, like, Edward saves her in the parking lot and, and his like, hand literally dents dent mental? Yeah. <laughs> mental? <laughs> mental? Like, that is how strong he is. Yeah. Um, so walks over and we learn that... Rune and Hunt have a past. They've gone in a brawl I before. This. I feel like their relationship is more enemies to lovers than Hunt and Bryce's. Mm, maybe, yeah. I feel like they never even, they just ended up becoming friends and accepting it. Yeah. Like it's not like they ever talked to They both just else. love Bryce and now they're like, okay. Right. Um, and basically, Rune sadly lost that fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it was funny because. This was just, like, a little interaction between them, but Hunt was basically teasing Rune, and Rune goes, blow me, Athelar. And I just love how, at least in this book, SJM, like, says phrases that we use today. Like, it's a very 21st century phrases and, like, Mm -hmm. humor. And I wanted to look this up, but I haven't had time. I don't know if Crescent City is published in other languages. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Because the reason for, like, Akatar people saying, like, vulgar gesture is that people in other languages, like, middle finger doesn't necessarily mean right. anything bad in other countries. 
And so I just feel like this book is a little bit more tailored to like how we speak here. I wonder if the other versions have like different phrases like oh, that. Because like maybe. Ektar was a little older compared to like, stop looking, picking at your ear. <laughs> Ektar was like older. She was like, she's famous, but not as famous now. Yeah. So like, I think she did that. So it was right. like applicable. That's true. And like, um, like Harry Potter, the English version is like philosopher's stone so yeah. sorcerer's so maybe it is something like that. Yeah. Um, um were you gonna point out their fight? How I wasn't gonna read it. Oh okay. We just to. they got on like a brawl. Okay. And um Okay. The only so oh <laughs> So they're all high, like on this mirth route. Which I and love. I that. It they're was, like the most, like the three, like just such frat bros. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, I skipped this part, but remember when we were talking about and said that was it in this or was it another chapter? Hold on. Okay, if it's another chapter, I'll come back to it. But I think it's in this one. So you know how we got an argument how I was like picturing it more like a brownstone and you were a frat house? Yeah. There's a chandelier and it has oak wood floors and oh. a grand staircase it says. So I do think it's nicer. I think they've just like trashed it and turned it into a frat house. Oh, okay. Because he always talks about how like the autumn king would be so mad to see how they kept the place. Oh yeah, you're probably right. So, so you think it's more like the brownstones and like Lincoln Park and they're like. Just something a little bit nicer but okay. they just like have trashed it and turned it into yeah. a frat house. Oh, that makes sense because we do know that yeah okay so i don't know just wanted to point that out mm. <laughs> casey just trying to be right again so humble but it's so funny so they're all three like flynn deck and rune are standing outside like watching the umbra mortis and this interaction and flynn goes i literally can't tell if i'm hallucinating right now <laughs> <laughs> so hi and um and so just wanted to point out that bryce or not bryce yeah, Bryce is starting to notice that, is it like a weird coincidence that the father had given order to find an object that had gone missing a week before Danica's death? Um, it just felt like the earth was starting to nudge them. Mm. Maybe it's not Erd as much as it's Micah. Or the staring. Fucking dicks. Um, okay, so chapter 17 is pretty short. Um, there's not all that much that I have on it. It starts with um, Bryce and Hunt walking. It goes, Bryce had just succeeded in nudging Hunt into oncoming traffic, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, so Hunt had previously asked her to make a list of suspects. And Hunt had thought that she was just like being this like lazy party girl and like wasn't putting her list together. And in this chapter... Bryce like shoves it over to him and she's like here you go like I did this and we still get like Hunt kind of like I kind of hate how judgmental he is towards Bryce because like it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle back black like he also like hides a part of himself like he hates being this like murderer but then he's like judging Bryce right off the get go yeah I do think he's been through so much that he just sees this party girl going through life not yeah like it comes off like she doesn't see any consequences, doesn't take life seriously. Right. Um, but we find out that the reason Bryce was getting her nails done last night because she was doing um, some digging on Max, the vampire that died, and it found out that his girlfriend, or a girl he was talking to that he met through a dating site, worked at that nail salon, and so that's why she went there and made that appointment with her. 
we find out that Max and Danica didn't really know each other. Like, they weren't as close as, like, it was kind of led on to believe. Um, but we also found out that the reason they were close is it goes the closest to Danica, she or Taryn, Taryn whatever, got was through two degrees of separation. Tertian? Tertian. Tertian. I've come to realize that, like, I'm not really good at reading. Like, I can read. me either. (laughs) I'm just, like, not really good at pronouncing things correctly. Like, I just see a word and I'm like, okay. I mean, you should have seen me try and pronounce the characters in Akatar the first time. Like, it is so bad. Like, they were rural. (laughs) I am so bad. I just mumble in my mind. Same. I just, like, skim past it. I'm like, okay. Um, But it's through the Viper Queen, and this girl also does the Viper Queen's nails on every Sunday. So, this is, like, hump pale. Like, he definitely is, like, shocked, and he's like holy shit, like, this girl, like, is a lot smarter than she's letting on to be, and I think this is where we start to see Bright... A little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, and Hunt starts... Yeah, Hunt starts to come around, and he's like, wow, okay, like, I maybe do respect this girl a little bit. Um, But now knowing what we know, do we think that, like, Micah had any play in any of this? Like, the girlfriend, Max, like... How it was connected to Danica, how it was connected to Viper Queen. How I interpret book two is I thought it wasn't really Micah being the brains behind it. I kind of thought Asteri was pulling the strings still. So I still like don't fully comprehend how they pulled the strings. Like did they just like Like maybe because Micah reports them they're dropping hints in here to like lead him. Yeah. I'm not totally sure. Um I don't know. It's yeah, it's very confusing. I also read the last few chapters of Crescent City 2 so fast because, like, I needed to know what was happening at the end so bad. So did I. No. And I was just confused and really anxious because I was like, there's no way this book's going to get wrapped up in the next 30 pages. And it wasn't. Which it fucking didn't. But I was just, like, so anxious. Like, I'm a very anxious reader. So, my whole thing is that, like, now that we're doing this reread and we're, like, doing the podcast is that, like, I don't see anything that, like, linked this book to the second book. Like, I feel like there's so many, like, hmm. like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, all these things that I'm looking into, I'm like, okay, that means nothing because it's not how the book ended. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, okay. I, I feel like the third book will tie everything a little bit more together, but it is annoying just because the first book just feels like a complete puppet string play. Yeah, and I'm like, did I just read 800 pages for fucking nothing? Yeah. I do have to say, and this happened with Akatar too, I enjoy my rereads better because I'm an anxious reader. Mm-hmm. I can take my time and I appreciate their banter more. I appreciate yeah. just their characters more and like the detail because I'm not so stressed out about who's going to die or what's going to happen next. Agreed. We both are very anxious readers, and, like, I have a tendency to, like, I don't skip like you do, Mm -hmm. but, like, if I'm super anxious, I'll, like, have to look it up. Oh, that's just, like, Like I did in From Blood and Ash, because I was like, I just need to know. My sister's like that, too. If she skips to the last page of Crescent City 2, but by accident, to see the page number. Yeah. Um, But still, even in these chapters, we're still in the, like, intense world build, so there's just, like, a lot of information that's mm-hmm. just getting thrown at us. Like, this thing I highlighted was, like, 
Wait, okay, in this... Sorry to interrupt. No, go. What's the difference in this book between, like, the Erd and Solas? I still don't know. Like, I think, think they're the just... Erd and then, God, Solas. So or... that was actually one of my notes for, like, a later on, is, like, their view of the gods. I was like, do you think the Asteri created all of those gods? And, like, it's very, like, pagan-esque to me. Like, how, like, the pagans and the Vikings had all these, like, different gods. Have you never watched the Vikings? No. Yeah, they I've had... i heard of the paganists. Pagans was like the old religion and like before Christianity was a thing and that's what like Everybody believed in and it was like numerous gods for like the god of harvest god of love like okay. So I wish I knew more about Greek gods because apparently this plays well, into it like a lot totally different Greek gods and <laughs> pagans are different <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is Orion? Because that relates to something. Is it I think that's what you're relating to or talking about, or is that Greek gods? Um, I think that's a Greek like god. mythology or something. So like, Vikings are like the Norse mythology, and then there's the what Norse like N O R S E. Like there's North Norse mythology and there's Greek mythology. There's different gods. What's Norse. It's like Norse is like so like I thought you were trying to say North. No, it's like <laughs> so like. The Norse people were, like, the Swedens, the Vikings, oh, the, okay. like, um, Scandinavian people. They obviously lived in the world before there was, like, the British and the English. Or, okay. And, like, the French and, like, the Americans. And so, like, there was those gods. And then, Christian, then like, England became bigger. And then, like... Okay. How do you know this? I watch a lot of history shows. Oh. Um, and my it, it didn't come across on Sailing Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. <laughs> and my stepdad is, like, he's from Norway. Okay. Or okay. he's not from Norway. He's, like, second, or, like, his, like, great, 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 great grandfather's from Norway. So, he always preaches to us about the Vikings. Okay. And my brother-in-law's um, Norwegian. Okay. Yeah. So, I know a lot about that. But I consider their gods very, like, pagan. Pagan just means believing in more than one god. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I take of their... But I think the Asteri made all their gods up. Like, I don't think Erd and Solus and all of that. Like, I thought they were. I viewed it more like the cauldron and the mother. See, but I think the Asteri created that to give them a sense of, like, something to believe in. Like, I think in... So you don't think there's gods in Crescent City? No, I think there is. But I think, like, the Asteri kind of, like... Okay. I was thinking maybe the Asteri believed in the Erd and Solus, too. Because aren't they descended from, like, Solas or the sun? Because they're starborn? I don't know. Maybe I don't think there's gods in Crescent City. Mm. I don't know. I just think the Asteri made up their whole world. Yeah. And created that, too. But, um, okay. So, what I wanted to read was it said, The Autumn King was a courtesy title in addition to her father's role as city head for all of the seven fake kings. So, we know there's seven, which we've only known two of them. And then no kingdom was truly their own, even Avalon, the Green Isle ruled by the Stag King, which I want, like, I highlighted that because I wonder why he's called the Autumn King and he's called the Stag King. Is Stag a horse? Yeah, it's like a, um, yeah, I think so. I thought it maybe had something to do with their power. So the Autumn King, because what, it's like fire and starlight? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know, though. So maybe he I don't know, maybe shift. Shape, yeah, shapeshifter. Yeah. Because Cormac can, um, like, transport and stuff. Okay. Hmm. 
Um, it also is saying that, um, so we know that angels are the like most powerful that the Fae bloodlines kind of dwindled. Um, they used to be able to choke the air from your lungs or freeze you or burn you from the inside out. Um, another little spoiler warning is we, those are powers that are in Akatar. Mm-hmm. That Thera possesses all of those. Um, okay. See, again, there is not much in this chapter. Um, Bryce just then, like, she um, decides to go to the meat market. So she, like, sneaks out of her apartment. Um, which I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think I texted this to you. Like, picturing Bryce on a scooter, I just, know. like, weaving through the city is so funny to me. It is really funny. And she's probably in, like, a little mini dress. Like, do you picture her on, like, a little, like, bright blue Vespa? Or is it more of, like, a, like... No, but, like, one of those ones that, like, you find in the city. We don't have them here, but, like, lime lights or whatever. They're, like, literally, like, you know how we have, like, the bikes you can borrow city bikes? Yeah. And other cities, they have scooters like that. Oh, like you think of like birds and lions? Yeah, I think like a literal electric scooter. Oh, I think she like sits on it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't think she's standing. <laughs> That's even funnier. I was literally picturing her with like red hair flowing behind her like on a literal electric scooter. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And I don't think that's what she's riding. Um, Funny though. But she gets to the meat market, which we get, like, a description of the meat market. It's basically, I just think of it as, like, the bad part of town where, like, it's, like, um, I think of, like, the red light district in Amsterdam. Like, there's, like, prostitutes and drugs and you can buy all these, like, the black market. I haven't been there, right? Picture it similar. Have you watched Star Wars? Yeah. Do you know what that weird, like, market they, like, walk through? Oh. I picture it very much. Or, like, Diagon Alley and, like, Harry Potter. I picture very much like that. Yeah, same. And it's just a lot of illegal illegal shit goes on. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else in here that I missed. Um, I just love the part where, like, Bryce is scootering. She gets there, and then all of a sudden, Hunt slams into the ground, and he goes... I'm going to kill you because Bryce thought she could sneak away from him. Well, I don't know if she thought because my chapter 18 says you're two minutes late. Oh, so she she was like, it took you that long to like come get me. And um, so yeah, Hunt finds Bryce at the meat market. And this, like, I feel like into Hunt's mind, like, it really does, it really is like an enemies to lovers trope which i feel like i just didn't catch on to before but it's like either. he was oh, going to throttle her someone he should goes have lilac a... and nutmeg you were right mm-hmm. he does re- okay yeah um that's how he knew remember when micah and them were waiting to be let into the gallery and she was an answer and hunt's like no someone's here i can smell her oh i don't remember that um but it's like <laughs> he was going to throttle her someone should have done it a long fucking time ago Like, he just is so mad, and it just... See, like, I just picture, like, I don't take it as much as, like, enemies to lovers as there's just, like, this sexual tension. So I think it's both. Like, you know how people say there's a fine line between love and hate? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's, like, just that hate, and then they drive you fucking nuts. You're like, I don't want to love you, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, people that you, like, literally hate, but they're... 
like you're so much passion. Attracted to yeah. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and so we're walking through the meat market, and then we pass. Um like basically a part of the meat market where it says memento mori okay side note i do want to point out that hunt goes there's no way that scooter is here when we get back because foreshadowing in my chapter it is because everybody saw hunt land in front of it and that just goes to show how powerful hunt is well she said that she was like good thing you made such a big interest no one would dare touch it yeah but i just love that yeah um And so it says in the Republic's most ancient language, Memento Mori. And it stands for Remember You Will Die. I want to get that tattooed. What? What? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's like the most depressing line. (laughs) And it was meant to be an invitation for merriment to seize the moment. But um, it basically is not taken that way, it's more like depressing. Mm-hmm. And they're basically taken as like, remember, you'll die. None of this illegal shit will matter, anyways. Remember, you'll die. So who cares how many people suffer from your actions? So it was just more taken like a negative context than it was meant. It kind of reminds me of the like, you only live once. Phrase. Yolo. Yeah, yeah, it's like their version of Yolo. Yeah, that's what I got from it too. Yeah, and it's just a good um, what is the word? Like parallel, not parallel. What are you looking for? Like I'm thinking of a word. That does what? Basically, they point out that that sentence says, like, remember, you will die. And they, SJM highlights that Bryce is wearing a leather jacket. That says, through love, all yeah, is possible. Yeah, that says, through love. Um, it, it's a... Uh, it's, like, not an opposite, but, like, a... Uh, what's the right word for that? Hmm. You can't ask me vocab after two lessons. I know. I was like, maybe we shouldn't drink wine when we record <laughs> But it says, through love, all is possible, which is, just remember to. An anonym? No. I don't think that's a word. (laughs) Anonym? You're thinking antonym. I think I just said syllables. It's like a good parallel, but it's not parallel. Uh, Yeah. It's a good, whatever. Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, But I did, uh, okay, sorry. It's your chapter. Go. Well, no, what? Well, it, like, points out that it's, like, Hunt's watching Bryce, and it's, like, Bryce knew her way around, which I think it's a little foreshadowing that Bryce has been to the meat market more than once. It's not foreshadowing. She says in two paragraphs. Oh, sorry. Clearly, <laughs> this isn't my chapter. <laughs> I wasn't even going to touch on it. She's been there because she gets, like, food for shrinks there, and then she has someone who can, like, double-check if, like, the <laughs> stuff she finds for Jessica is fake or not. <laughs> So, okay. Really good foreshadowing. <laughs> um, and so basically they come up to this one vendor and it is a very like rundown shop and they go inside and we find that it's a place that sells a bunch of different salts and salts are used for different purposes. There's some salt for protection against dark power, against demons. Um, How much do you think these salts cost? I think it just depends on what you're looking for. But I talk about the cost of the one that she finds. Oh. Um, and so we find out that the salt Bryce is looking for is obsidian. And so we learn that black salts were used for summoning demons directly bypassing the northern rift entirely or for various dark spell work. A salt that went beyond black, a salt like the obsidian, it could summon something big. 
And so it says, hell was severed from them by time and space, but still accessible through the twin sealed portals at the north and south poles of the northern rift and southern rift, respectively, or by the idiots who tried to summon demons through salt severing powers. So, do we ever know where the north and south rifts are, like, in their map? Like map? Um, not in the map that they provide, but I'm pretty sure at the end, like, the Steri live on one of the rifts because, or by it, because Bryce jumps through, like, that portal. Yeah. I, d- I don't remember which one. I want to say Northern because it's the only one we really hear about a lot. That's what I thought, too. Um, and basically, she does this huge act where she's threatening to call Jessica to, like, come bring, like, dogs to attack this vendor. And he's claiming that he doesn't have it. He didn't sell it to Philip Briggs. He already got cleared and pressures him into admitting that he does. And then they go through this huge negotiation about how much it costs. And we find out that it costs 10,000 gold marks. Well, that's what she ends up paying for it, but he wanted way more. So at this point, when you were first reading it, who did you think, like, who were your, like, suspects? Oh my gosh, I was so confused right now. Um, so I think I thought Philip Briggs was still the culprit up until they went and talked to him. So I didn't. And that he had like a cult. Like who's that serial killer who killed a bunch of people but through like manipulation? Manson. No. <laughs> you looked at me. You're Marilyn like, Manson's like a singer. Who's like been accused of rape. Oh, it's not Marilyn Manson. It's someone. Charles Charlie Manson. Manson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> you look at me like... No. <laughs> it's because I was just talking about him with someone because he opened for Kanye and it was like super... You were talking about him with me. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's what I thought was happening. Like, even though uh, Philip Briggs was in prison, I thought he had this huge following until they went and talked to him. And I was like, okay, maybe no. So, like, I knew Sabine was bad. At one point, maybe the Viper Queen. I thought the Viper Queen until the next chapter. Then she has an alibi. I think I still thought that maybe Bryce was so fucked up, she, like, called a demon. You did. You thought it was Bryce for so long. Yeah. In this podcast I was listening to, they were convinced that Bryce just, like, was hallucinating the whole time. I kind of, I was like, oh, she's going to wake up and be like, oh. Can you imagine if that was, I always think endings of the book are going to be like, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I was not, it took me a long time to figure out who the antagonist was. I think I, so I definitely thought it was like Sabine and then I think I thought Danica, like I was heavily convinced it was Danica that was responsible for all of it. But I never thought anything until SJM purposely introduced someone that made us thought that. I think I always thought that just cause I, we found out like. I think I thought it in part two when we found out that Danica lied. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't think Danica was bad up oh, until we found yeah, that yeah, out. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I keep going. Um, so, and then, okay, basically the only thing I want to talk about is, so they do the deal, and then the Viper Queen comes. And basically we kind of find out that that's the reason she wanted to cause this huge scene was so the Viper Queen shows up. And so I'm going to read her description. Oh, thank God. I love her description. And it says, The tall, moon-skinned woman was dressed in a gold jumpsuit, emerald hoop earrings hanging lower than her chin-length black bob. Her full lips were painted in purple so dark it was nearly black, 
and her remarkable green eyes. I knew her by the eyes alone. Wait. What do you mean? Like, do you think her eyes are just like... So it says, green entirely marbled with veins of jade and gold interrupted only by a slitted pupil. That's terrifying. Yeah, like I think she literally has snake's eyes. It's so fucking terrifying. Um... Anyways, so now into my chapter. I'm really gonna Google half woman, half snake, or half human, half snake woman. I'm sure you're gonna get a lot of interesting things. <laughs> um, so my chapter picks up right where that one lands or finishes. <laughs> <laughs> Please Google this. We'll post it to our Instagram for you guys, so you can see what we're looking at but Casey just looked up half woman half snake and it's not what we expected it's not scary it's just more why would someone pose for that photo you know who I kind of picture oh my gosh you know um what's the Avengers movie that's like funny Guardians of the Galaxy the woman with like green skin oh so we um just her in that movie though she has like green skin I think she has green skin, but, like, those eyes and stuff. Hmm. And dark hair. Not at all what I picture. I picture Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman was the first time Emily met me. I was dressed up for her for Halloween, and I had never even seen the movie. Do you remember hmm. that? Yeah. I, meeting you? I immediately hated you. You did? No, I'm joking. Oh. We spent the whole night just talking about Akatar. No. Halloween. Oh, I, you left. Yeah. Rude. Um, anyway, so my chapter picks up. Viper Queen strolls on in. I love Bryce's comment. She's just like, nice outfit. Viper Queen's like, nice bodyguard. And Bryce says one of my favorite lines. Nothing going on upstairs, but everything happening where it counts. <laughs> and I also have this pointed out is that the Viper Queen refers to Hunt as the general. And because, like, he was the general in Shahar's army. And I think that's a little tidbit of, like, I think the Viper Queen's good. And I think she's going to be, like, a big ally in book three somehow. And She's already kind of an ally. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think it was just, like, a sly way of putting it in there that, like, because if you didn't wrote, like, um... I'm not sure if she's totally good or bad. I just think she's loyal to herself and does whatever she wants. Yeah, 100%. That's a good way to look at it. But... I just loved how she kind of, like, tossed that in there, and she was like, what are you laughing at? I just made a really weird sound with my lips. Ew. And I'm drinking a water bottle that comes across. Um, okay, so back to what I was saying. Um, we now... Doo, doo, doo. Um, so they're still chatting, whatnot, and then the we're Viper Queen chatting. is like... <laughs> Um, a Viper Queen's like come into my office. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is what I was gonna say. Um, what did I write down here? I literally have VQ (laughs) on two ten. Says she could taste what fear is. Oh yeah yeah yeah. She goes um. Bryce forced herself to smile to keep her heartbeat steady, knowing full well the female could pick up on it, could taste fear, could taste likely what variety of salt exactly sat in the bag dangling from her shoulder. So, like, does that mean that, like, the reptiles 
Like, how are they able to taste fear? I kind of just thought that was not necessarily their breed, but, like, most really powerful creatures or people. Yeah, veneer within this world can, like, taste and smell your emotions. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it... Um, I don't know. I just thought she... I think the Viper Queen has a lot more powers than what we think, because even later in this chapter, they talk about that, and I think that's what's going on with Therian. Um in book two which yeah like um I think she's more than just like a shapeshifter is she a shapeshifter well she's half snake I didn't know if she could fully transform to one though I think she can ew I would assume I don't know hmm we don't actually know what cause like Juniper is half but she can't shift fully into a fawn I think she can. Why do you think that? I think all of them that are half animal can shift fully into their animal form if necessary. I didn't think so. I thought it was like, like if you, so say I married Ethan who can fully shift to a wolf. Oh, of course you want to marry Ethan. (laughs) The picture you sent of him was great of what you think he might look like. Like I feel like our kid would be half wolf, half human. What part of him is going to be wolf? Maybe his leg. <laughs> He's gonna be. Or just has sharper teeth. Okay, okay, like the wolven. Okay, like okay. the wolven. So you say his legs. I'm picturing like my body, but I'm on all fours and they're just. No. Like Juniper's not on all fours. Juniper stands on her back legs. Okay, but how funny would it be if I was. Like, like her, like a. Oh, I guess. Okay, so. she's like a starter, like a. What are they called? But you know how the wolven, before they shift, they have, like, a little bit too long teeth and certain eyes. Like, you know, husky eyes? Like, maybe yeah. it would be, like, different features. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, in my head, Viper Queen can shift into... Yeah, it says in one of these that she can shift into, like, a cobra. Hmm. It's, like, her full form. It's in my chapter. I think of, um, Nagini. Oh, from Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, now I'm determined to find where this is about her being a cobra or something um but anyways i wanted to point out that like her they go into her office and it's just like a fucking shit show which i was shocked by that that like she just is like in like a storage locker as her office because like she comes across as like very like classy and like i don't know Mm -hmm. i just wasn't expecting that and she even says not as fancy as your boss's place um, Viper Queen immediately knew that they were there to ask about Danica. Before the boss's place, it says, a computer that was about 20 years out of date sat like a fat rock before her, a little statue of Luna poised on top of it. Yes. Um, so I, like, do you think that that was her actual office? Or do you think she took them in, like, a fake office? What if she has a real office? I don't even know why she needs a fucking office. Right. I guess it's just like administration stuff to like rule over her place. Yeah. Like I don't picture the Autumn King's. You know when I picture the Autumn King's office looking like Dumbledore's office in Hogwarts. Not at all what I picture. Hmm. Um, I picture like this giant fucking space that's just like immaculately clean and like very modern, hmm. and just like work tables everywhere. I don't. Hmm. But I, I didn't really think anything with the messiness or not. Mm-hmm. But we get that, like, 
Viper Queen has an alibi. She's basically at an orgy during this and that Bryce's whole plan was because like Hunt told her that like a meeting with the Viper Queen would take weeks so she didn't actually need the salt. She was just doing it to get the Viper Queen's attention. Um, and then let's see what else. Oh, and then we find out that the like the Viper Queen was like Danica Fender wasn't like my enemy. Like we had a working relationship because I'm sure Athelar can back me up on this. Which do you think they were already working together at this point? I thought it was until way later. But oh. that little thing, I was like, ooh, maybe they I kind of just took that as like the Viper Queen Athelar have known who each other are before, oh, okay. and like maybe he knows that she's true to her word. Yeah. Hmm. Could be. But yeah, maybe. I want to hope that it's wrong because I, in my head, I think that like Hunt's reasoning was like a matter of like opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was just her like. I mean, right now it wouldn't seem that bad because he has no skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is one of my favorite lines well first of all we find out that like she had nothing to do with max's death she's like we can just smell when something's wrong um this is one of my favorite lines and i literally quoted this to my dad on the phone (laughs) and he was like wow you're so smart where'd you get that from um she goes everyone general is for sale you just have to figure out the asking price why did you say that to your dad we were talking about something and i was like dad everybody has a price you just gotta figure it out i wonder what my price is um right and she goes, give me a day or two, Athelar, and I'll figure out yours. But I just love that, and I think that That's is foreshadowing. 100%, yeah. But I just love that line. I think it's, yeah, holds a lot of value. Um, what else do I have in here? Oh, okay, this is where we get the Viper Queen then goes, here's a pro tip for your little investigation. Look toward where it hurts most. That's where the answers are. Um, so, looking back now, what do you think that she was referring to? So, I thought that it was maybe being, like, the tattoo on her back, because that hurt, and then we now know that that's, like, the key. I or do you think it, it was, like, looking her towards herself? Telling her to look back at that memory oh, that we all find okay. out towards, like, later about her and Danica and, like, the car accident. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of the memory that unlocks Everything yeah. about Bryce. Mm-hmm. Yours is way smarter than mine. Just thinking about the tattoo because it was physical pain. Yeah. I mean, I can see that too, but it didn't seem like that was like an agonizing like, pain. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, and like hurting the most is like the hurting most is like the night of death and stuff. I don't know. And like just coming to terms with her and Danica's friendship and everything that mm-hmm. happened. Because like, that was the scene that you figure out like that really brought them like close together. That was when Danica that first when like said, said I, I love, love you. you. I yeah. think it comes up in my chapter. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say? For that um, well, they switch back to Hunt's POV. They just kind of bicker some more, and then we find out her scooter was left untouched, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so chapter 20 is the, literally one of my absolute favorite chapters what of chapter the whole book. chapter is it? <laughs> and it's just where we, so Bryce is back at work, and it's where we really see more of Lele's personality come out in, mm, like... You got the good chapters. Yeah, and Hunt, like, comes into the library, and it has just some of my favorite lines in it. 
And so we start off chapter 20 with Bryce back at work thinking about how she has to look where it hurts the most, just like thinking about what the Viper Queen told her. And um, <laughs> and so Lele is watching her Fangs and Bangs TV shows. Which I want to watch that. I know. And Bryce is like, it's basically porn with the plot. Is it called Fangs and Bangs? And it goes, Leheba turned purple. It's not called that and you know it. It's artistic. <laughs> they make love. They don't. And Bryce was like, fuck. And I love this because Lele wanted like Hunt to come in. And Bryce is like, I don't think Hunt is the making love type. He's the type to bend you over a desk and and then Ooh. she gets like cut off. Um, um, that was in my chapter that like the Viper Queen like kind of hits on Hunt. And she's like, her jeer able to like make the ladies swoon when you yeah. cut off the brooding type. I mean, I'm sure he's like known to be extremely attractive. I mean, I just want to know what he's like in bed. I'm sure great. Um, hold on one second. Okay, sorry for the little intermission. Um, and so Hunt's at the door and Bryce lets him in. And this was so funny. So when she lets him in, Lele went back down like to the bottom of the library. And so Hunt is talking to her and it's like, Lele is just like knocking on the door and being like, Bibi, are you all right? Like, Bibi, who is that? Like, I want to see you with my own eyes. I can't even focus. That's like your little sister that's just like annoying you when like a boy comes over. Mm -hmm. And she just like wants to see him. And so she lets Lele in. <laughs> And Bryce is like, consider this your birthday present. <laughs> and so she's saying hello. And this is just so sweet. Like, Hun is just like flattering her and is like, well, aren't you beautiful? Oh. And Lele just like blushes and her flame like flares up. And Bryce is like, stop pretending to be shy, Lele. <laughs> I don't know why you complain so much yeah. about him. And it's just like, he's very nice, BB. And like, Aww. she's just so sweet. And, um, and so basically, they trust Hunt to like walk down the stairs to the books where they've been hiding. Um, and like preserving these, they're super rare. Micah is not supposed to know. Um, and so they're continuing to talk. And, da, da, da. hold on. Oh, okay, so Lele is talking to Hunt, and she goes, how much do you cost to buy Affy? Because she finds out that he's a slave. Lele is a slave, mm -hmm. too. And Bryce goes, Lele, that's rude. Don't call him Affy. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her nicknames, like uh, BB, Affy. I know. She also it's calls Srinks, like, like Shriri. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And so Lele's like, he and I are from the same house and we're both slaves. Like, my great-grandmother fought in his 18th legion. That's what I'm telling you. Like, she's literally being punished or something mm -hmm. she wasn't even alive for. I know. It's really sad. And so we kind of get a comparison about how expensive, like, Hunt was. And so Hunt says that he was sold to Micah for 85 million gold marks. And to put that in comparison... Um, I cost Lele 90, was 90000 yeah. and then Srinks was 233000 So, Lele's cheaper than Srinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And um, Hunt is like, how the heck did you ever pay for Srinks? And we learned that 
Bryce would have to get a cut out of her paycheck until she's 300 years old to Jessica. Um, Obviously, she'd, like, have to make the drop. Yeah. And then this just interaction just really warms Which my heart. And I think, like, side note, I think that shows that, like, Jessica, Jessica isn't this, like, hard, cold bitch that, like, she comes out to be. Because, like, she knew Bryce needed. Wouldn't work for her for 300 yeah, years. Yeah, like, she knew Bryce, like, kind yeah. of was, like, desperate for, like, some, like, companionship. Mm-hmm. And I just, Jessica's one of my favorite characters. And I have a soft spot for her. I don't have a soft spot, but I really like her. I think she's a very strong female lead. Um, not a soft spot for I her. Do. I don't feel sympathy for her, but I just think she's a strong person. I think she protects the people she loves. I think she's yeah. fighting for the right cause. Um, but Jessica's super rich. I mean, like Literally, based on like so, the slave she owns, yeah. and also like um, in your chapter, Bryce had paid for the obsidian for 10,000 gold marks, and she got it from Jessica and was like, yeah. she won't even notice. Like, she's like, she spends more on, like, beauty products. hmm And so, this interaction is just between, like, Hunt, Bryce, like, they're bantering, and Lele's there, and so Lele goes back to watch her show, <laughs> <laughs> and Hunt goes, he chuckled and goes, you watch Fangs and Bangs? <laughs> it's like... Lily was like, that is not what it's called. You tell him to say that, Bryce. So cute. It's so funny. And she's so embarrassed that she's like, I'm going to go nap with Siri. And it's just so cute to think of her, like, snuggling up to, like, her little dog. Um, And so we find out the reason why Bryce wanted Hunt to come up is because she needed someone to ask her questions about, like, the time leading up to Danka's death to help, like, jog her memory, which is really smart. Like, I'm sure she hasn't taught or thought about it. And, like, having someone ask you questions, like, does help. Um, Oh, this is where we get, like, Hunt kind of asks her about Fury. And she was like, Fury's enemies weren't Danica's enemies. Once Briggs was behind bars, she bailed. Which is, like, Fury's so shitty, I feel like. Yeah, she's really shitty. Um, We learned that Hunt is 233 years old. And we also get a little insight to... What Emily and I were just talking about that Bryce admitted she has killed someone before. Mm-hmm. And we know that it happened senior year. There was a micro or a motorcycle involved. And this was the first time that Danica ever said, I love you to Bryce. And mm-hmm. Danica, like, never said that to she people. She never apparently. said it to anybody. It was like the first time she's ever said those words. Right. And um, basically, we just get this little snippet of this instance where it says, I love you, Bryce. I'm so sorry. And Bryce tells Danica to close her eyes. And so that's just, we obviously get a hint that something really important happened. Um, And so I thought it was important to note that one of Hunt's, like, first questions brings up the situation of Bryce talking about getting a tattoo, like, the night or two before she died. And then we end the chapter with Rune asking... Bryce to meet her at Luna's temple. So mine chapter 21 picks up with Rune waiting at the chapter for them to show up and he is um, at the temple. Is that not what I said? You said chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's at the temple waiting for them. Um, What do you picture? Okay so I highlighted the description or whatever of it and it goes the chapter was long. It's ceiling lofty. It had chamber, be- chamber. I told you I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> chamber was long. It's ceiling lofty. 
it had to be to accommodate the statue enthroned at the center. 30 feet high, Luna sat in a carved throne, the goddess loving rendered in shimmering moonstone, a silver tiara of the full moon held by two crescents, once grazed, her unswept curling hair at her sandal feet lay twin wolves, their baleful eyes daring any pilgrim to come closer. So, do, do, do. Both wolves in name claimed Luna as their patron goddess, had gone over war over whom she favored in millennia long past. Um, I thought there was more about what it looked like. So I picture Luna's temple looking like St. Patrick's Cathedral. So... Like a bunch of statues in it. Like, I picture it like... Like a church. That's not what I picture at all. I picture it like very open with like pillars and like um, kind of like the... Um, Abraham Lincoln. So that is how I picture that last scene in FBA 2, book 2, the end of the second uh, book. That's really? how I picture that, but this I picture indoors, I picture a huge cathedral. Like, you know how, like, cathedrals have, like, Jesus statues and whatnot? Like, that's how I picture this with, like, Luna there, though. I literally picture it exactly like the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, like, very open. Like, not even with all those walls. Like, I picture it, like, open. Okay. That's how I picture, um, literally FBA. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I picture this one indoors. Um, and so, like, Rune's just waiting there, and, like, he's veiled by his shadows, right? There's, like, a Oh, sorry, I thought in my chapter why they're here was important. They, this is a place that doesn't have cameras. Yes, so that is one of my notes, is that I think I said this earlier in one of my earlier chapters, when Bryce is getting her nails done, we find out that the entire city has cameras everywhere, mm -hmm. which I think that's, like, chapter, like, 15 or 17, yeah. which is, like, my, when I first read it, I never really thought about, like, how fucking weird that was, but, like, when we're walking down the streets of Chicago, like, there aren't yeah. cameras watching us going to Jewel or me going to your apartment, and, yeah. like, that's how they live, that, like, everything is, like, being monitored to where, like, when Hunt was calling Isaiah in that chapter, Isaiah was like, why are you waiting outside a nail salon? Because Isaiah could just tap into their computers and see right. that. I mean, it totally, and we've talked about this book so many times, weirdly, it just totally reminds me of that Margaret Peterson Haddock's book, The Running Out of Time. Oh, yeah. Where these people, it's like a science experiment, so they have cameras and everything, and they're just watching people, like, mm -hmm. suffer, die. Like, these like, are just, like, taking mm -hmm. notes in their, like, lair, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah so fucking weird um but anyways like rune sees like bryce and hunt walk in and hunt's just grinning and rune's like fan fucking tastic um they walk up to him and he like veils them in his shadow um well okay this is also the chapter that we figure out why Crescent City is called Crescent City because we talked about that in the mm -hmm. past like why it's called that mm -hmm. is that it's kind of just a nickname it got how like Chicago is called the Windy City. It's called Crescent uh, City because the Istros is in the shape of a crescent. Okay. That so totally that, sense. like, definitely helps clear it up because I know that, like, we've been confused by that numerous times. Mm -hmm. um, so we find that out. And then there's also this, like, funny little banter between, like, runes, like, Bryce, I asked you to come, not him. And Bryce, like, we're joined at the hip. We're best, best friends. And Hunt's, like, <sighs> the best. <laughs> Which is, like... I just, I love all of the, like, just comedic banter. It really that, is the, like, love to hate. Not, I feel like yeah. enemies to lovers, like, 
just because it's harder to relate to but like a hate to love relationship is a lot easier for us to understand yeah and it is like i feel like you can see that i agree like someone who drugs you nuts but then and you're like like, you you just have this strong passion like it's Mm -hmm. just passion yeah um but the chapter is just a lot of like we get a lot of um interaction between like the tour that's going on and the tour guide like giving information about like oh, Bryce God. is like my role model I like want to be like her um she's really not my favorite she just like is a I am who I'm gonna be like fuck you fuck everyone else like I know who I am too I just I really like her but she has like a sense of humor she's sarcastic see like sometimes I hate her like inability to like be like real with her emotions vulnerable like, yeah. yeah she likes some vulnerability yeah and like that's really frustrating me because i feel like a lot of the like situations that like we get in in the book it's like because like also why would she be everyone literally bullies her yeah, like she she's had, so strong i know she is like very strong um but anyways i also like didn't realize the first time i read this that they have a chamber at this place where the stag sacrifices are prepared to be burned in luna's honor they literally sacrifice Ew. animals to this god. <gasps> so that's why I think that, like, the Asteri kind Wait, of, Wait, that's like, weird that they have animals. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, they eat, though. Like, they eat meat, they eat burgers, oh, yeah. they eat fish. They have all the animals we do. So does Printhian. Like, they talk about meat all the time. Well, Printhia, I don't think, is as weird just because some of them are half animals. Yeah. But, um... I just, I never noticed that. And that was just, like, really gross to me um that's where i literally was like this reminds me very like pagan-esque because like the pagans did a lot of like sacrifices um oh okay what else did i have Um, okay so it goes luna's horn was a weapon wielded by Pelias pallas the first starborn prince during the first war the fae the fae forged it in their home world named it for the goddess in their new one. So we know that this guy is from Printhian. So. Who? Oh. Pleas. Oh. He's from Printhian. So Who is he, that? The first starborn prince. Wait, why is he from Printhia? Because oh. he had Gwendian or Gwendian. What is the. Pr- <gasps> what if Prince Pelias is as? No, as has the truth teller, the bond. So? Their world is 5,000 years old. As is 500. Oh, okay. Might have been like as is great. It's like as is mom, because we don't know a lot about yeah. her yet. Um, and name for the goddess and their new one. It used to battle the demon hordes once they made the crossing. Pleas wielded the horn until he died. My ancestor, whose powers flowed through my veins. I don't know how it worked. I do think that he could be related to Aslo because he has shadows and As has shadows. So I think that is... No, Reese. Reese doesn't have shadows. Reese has mist. Reese and... Oh, he is related to Reese. Yeah. But Reese has, like, the night power. Yeah. Like, now he can blanket yeah. favor and comfort a night. Yeah, that's true. Um... Fuck, what else did I have? You really just threw me off now that we're talking about Reese. My mind just blank. blank. <laughs> um, there's like a lot of shit in here, actually. Or like a lot of. Oh, okay. So I think that the horn is the fourth trove from I do too. Silver Flames. Yeah, I do too. Um, 
Because, like, in Silver Flames, they talk about that they can't see the fourth dead trope, and I am 100% certain that it is the horn. Because it but has the ability... But they'll never even have it because it's literally in Bryce's body. But Bryce is now... Big spoiler warning if you haven't finished. They wouldn't be listening to this. Okay, fine. And if you are, then you're an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop listening now. Um, but now Bryce... Bryce. <laughs> Our 2% listeners... Us. Bryce is in Corinthian, so like they could easily now they have all four dead trove items. What they're gonna use Bryce? Yeah. Okay. For what? Kill Koshi, free Vasa. Mm. Um. And then it says we find out that the Star Eater, who is one of the seven princes of Hell, um, used the horn to make the Crystallis demons, and that um. Rune, like, the reason his dad tasked him to find Luna's horn is because of his starborn powers. He can essentially, like, track it. Like, like attracts like or whatever. What do they say? Like attracts like. Yeah. I thought you were making fun of me for saying like. Um, oh, okay. I also wrote this down. Is that how many languages are there? Okay, so we have the language that they speak in Crescent City. Then we have the old language of the Fae. And then in Printhia, they have a different language. So they're all three speaking completely different languages. Yeah. I mean, they're on different planets. It's so many languages. Okay, well, think of our planet. How many <laughs> languages do we have? That's so true. Um, but anyways, I was just thinking about that. I was like, how can one species? I mean, a lot of our language is derived from... Um, Latin. Latin. So yeah. like... I think the old languages of Fae is where... Too. And they're just yeah different, yeah. Um, Gosh, I'm so <laughs> smart. Okay, so then we figure out that the horn... Fuck off. <laughs> You're just saying that because someone told you you were smart earlier today. <laughs> and now you won't There's wake up. someone who would describe me as that was one of my main qualities, and it's not. Like, Casey is smart, but, like, there are other qualities about you that I would And I wouldn't say smart, I would just be, like, has a brain. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's not used all the time. Let's <laughs> digress from talking about you. <laughs> it's not a Daisy's podcast. It could be. Um, <laughs> anyway, we find out that the horn broke during the war between the demon prince and Peleus, and it's been sitting broken in the temple ever since. Well, not ever since. They tried to fix it for years and years, millennia, and then no one could fix it, so they're like, let's just How make this. How long is millennia? A uh, hundred years. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. I am 100% sure. I thought it's like million. No. A thousand years. Okay. So we are both wrong. Because a hundred is. A hundred is. It's a decade? Century? No, that's ten. Yeah. A century? I think so. Yeah. Centennial. Fuck. Fuck. We were just talking about how smart you were. I was. I was. I just proved myself. We have it on record. Thank you. <laughs> I work in finance. <laughs> Anyways, um, horn's broken. It's sitting there. Yada yada. Um... And then we switch to Hunt's POV, and he is now standing outside of the temple on the phone. He calls Justinian, 
Um, and he basically just tells Justinian to like check the Viper Queens, or now look up the Crystallis's demons to get any information he can. Um, we also get a little mention about the Oracle's temple. Um, not much about it, just that it, it exists. I picture the oracle looking this lion on fire. This great goddess lion thing. Like, you know the, like, one temples? <laughs> in, like, the desert that look like a cat. It's like a... That is not you know at all about? how I so, picture Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The I, Greek thing? I know. It's, what is that called? It's like a... It's like the a... The cat thing. It's like a cat thing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like <laughs> Mrs. I watch a lot of history shows. No, I know what it is. like, Stringrass. <laughs> Starts with a P. The Phoenix, or like. No, they're like. <laughs> Greek. Look it up. <laughs> Greek, or. No, look up Greek Oracle. Okay. <laughs> I picture it looking like, um, what's the thing from Akatar? Oh, that's not helpful. Okay, well, you know what I'm talking about. Picture that, but like in yeah. 3D and like prowling and like on fire. <laughs> I know what you're thinking of. What is that? <laughs> Listeners out there, please message us because we're going to go insane. It's in the movie like 300, I think. No, it's not I at all. I didn't watch that. Mm, of course. Um, Cat, like, Temple Creek. Yeah. It's like a panther. I wanted to Something growl like that, almost. yeah. Um, I picture it looking like the cereal. Like one eye, what? And like, like creepy. Oh my god, I don't at all. Yeah, hundred percent. What I picture. <laughs> Why are we so similar, but we picture stuff like really different? Totally opposites. Like, mine is not a tiger on fire. Mine is like barely skin, and he's like he has one eye, and there's scars all over his face, <laughs> and like he's got like a black tongue. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Why are you thinking their tongues? I just feel like their tongue's always out. Ew, Emily! I feel like they talk with their tongue a lot. Like, everything they enunciate is like... <laughs> oh, my God. You guys should be so happy it's a podcast and not a video. <laughs> okay. No one... Okay. <laughs> Do you guys want us to start video recording these? No. Um... And then Justinian's like, oh, hi, you think you're being punished. Like, at least your partner is nice to look at. He's like, no one gets a medal for suffering the most. Yeah, which and is And that line so... reminds me of, like, when people brag, like, yeah, I work so much. Like, okay. Ugh. It's like the Kardashians thing where Courtney's like, I don't watch TV. And Courtney, or and Chloe's like, who cares? Like, you don't get an award because you don't watch TV. So true. <laughs> That's what Hunt's doing. He's like, someone give me an award. I haven't had sex the longest. Um, Actually, in the second book, we find out he hasn't had sex in three months, which is not long at all. So he was having sex with randos. Yeah. Rude. Whatever, hunt. We're Bryce available. Can't, hunt can't. Um, and then Justine's like, it's been years. It's Admiral. Two You're centuries. Still How long is that? Quick math. 200 Two centuries. 200 years. Wow. I only yeah. know that because Hunt was 30 when he fought in the rebellion. Um, and then. Hunch is having his inner monologue, and he's like, why the fuck do I have to work with Rune? And then it ends. Ooh. Good. So we are still, guys, at the world building 
Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw in a bonus episode of... So we're about to all start for Blend Nash book three, so we can... Oh, we should start that soon because we want to finish it before the fourth book comes out. Yeah, the fourth book comes out in like March 15th. March 15th. Yeah. March 14th. So you have to catch up. Are you rereading? I don't really think I need to reread. I know what's happening. I just really don't like the beginning of the third book. I think you need to... F- I think you need People to People die like a million times. Like... <sighs> don't ruin it for our listeners. I said people. Um... I think you need to reread the last couple chapters of the yeah, second one. Okay. Are we going to do like a FBAA like book two recap? And Maybe. Then a book three? Yeah, like initial reactions. Like yeah. I mean, if you guys listened, I really didn't like the first book. Second book is a lot better. That also was not our best episode, guys. We literally had no notes for that one, and we just kind of like. It was also our first episode we ever made. Yeah, and we just kind of like went for it, and we were really sporadic. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I feel like for whole book recaps, you just have to say, like, your your, opinion and, you know. That's what we wanted. We'll do a few of those when we start doing Throne of Glass, too. Just, like, our initial reactions will be, like, very just, like... Because after we do Crescent City, like, how we're deep diving sections, we're going to do that for books one, book two. And then we're going to do Akatar, like, really deep dive. Yes, because that's Um, our fave. But we'll just, like, throw in bonus episodes of other books we're reading because, yeah. obviously, the podcast will take longer than the books that we're reading. Um, we're trying to get a episode out a week right now. That's our mm-hmm. plan. Maybe, like, two a week if we have time for bonus yeah. episodes. But we both are very busy these next couple months with weddings and bachelorettes. Yeah. Traveling. Our schedules are really conflicting yeah. right now. I do love, like, everyone understands now that, like, books are my personality. So, like... Literally, for my birthday, every person was, like, gave me a book to, like, put on my bookshelf. Yes. And I was like, you are so sweet. Ugh. And I just downloaded Kindle Unlimited um, or signed up. So if you guys have any recommendations on Kindle Unlimited books I should read, please. Oh, my God. Do let me. What? What? Oh, my gosh. My sister's boyfriend just texted her saying, just ordered a quart of thorns and roses <gasps> after watching the TikTok that we made. Shut up. No way. Oh, my God. I can't believe he ordered After that. watching the TikTok. So, we're really proud. We made this one, t- or Casey made this TikTok, and it got, like, 3,000 views, and that's the most we've ever got. So, we're pretty proud of that one. All right. Well. Well, I guess this is the end, yeah, see guys. See you guys next week. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs>